Forward Podcast, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a little timpani, bass, flute, a little Smokey Robinson, gosh. Timpani action. Smokey's gonna sing us a little something. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> what a voice, man. Oh my gosh. <sighs> yeah, man. Hold hands with that significant other and start cruising. Oh, that's commitment right there. <laughs> nah, one night stand suck. <laughs> Take it from me. I guess. Mm-hmm. All right, Smokey. Thank you for that. Gotta say goodbye. Maybe tonight. All right. Thank you, Smokey. Appreciate that. Anyway, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. My name is Joseph Fallon. I'm the host of the Center Forward Podcast, a podcast that is dedicated to professional soccer here in Louisville. That would be Louisville City FC and Racing Louisville as well as our men's and women's national teams, and any other topic we decide to uh, tackle as we've been expanding a little bit, I guess. Uh, here, uh, February 22nd, we're going to be releasing this. Weather's been pretty good. I hope you're doing well. I'm exhausted. Uh, crazy, crazy times at work, man, because I'm helping train the new group that's coming to take over for us. And oh, I'm tired. <laughs> that's okay, man. Uh, all is well. You're going to love today's show, not just Joey, as always, going to do a wonderful job, but special guest, Coach Danny Cruz, uh, was kind enough to call and uh, record a segment for us, and uh, we'll get to hear from Danny everything that's going on with Louisville City. Uh, Pretty good stuff. I think you're really going to like it. Um, Really appreciate you listening. Uh, As always, we are on Podbean, iTunes, Amazon, and Spotify. Please like, subscribe, and share, share. The I can't wait for the seasons to start love. Whew, I really can't. I, I can't wait to get off this project. <laughs> Got no time to do anything, man. Oh, my God. Anyway, we're just going to jump right into it with Joey Cecil. So here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, episode 60 with Joey Cecil. Joey, how are you, sir? Oh, got done, you know, giving out the midterm exam tonight, and they get to go on spring break now because nothing screams spring break like the last week of February. (laughs) Really? uh, When Uh, I was in college, I was always March at least. Yeah, really? Yeah, whatever. Yeah. However it works, Um, I guess. You know, and Mm. we're still, uh, we're getting close to spring, which means we're getting close to soccer season. We're still kind of in the preseason. Right, 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 right. right. We're definitely still in the preseason. Um Gonna start with some racing, Joe. Did you see their schedule announcement on Twitter? Right. Yes. 
genius. Yeah. All the clips All they the clips showed, the pop culture cool. clips. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were so good. I love the Washington games where Nicolas Cage yep. declaring he's going to steal the Declaration of Independence. <laughs> that was great. Portland was a Simpsons clip of mm-hmm. it raining. Mm-hmm. And Lisa saying, hey, we can visit indigenous artwork, craft breweries, independent movie theaters. And that's just in one coffee shop. <laughs> and then uh, one of my other favorites was uh, the Kansas City clip was Jim Gaffigan going, uh, when he said he found out he was performing in Kansas City, he didn't think about the people. All he thought about was that barbecue. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, they, they, um, they did a real good job with that. A lot, very, of, the teams, very, a lot of the teams did. Uh, there, there were yeah, several of them. That very I, good that was very backhandedness. Mm-hmm. Very good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. So what do you think Kudos about Kudos on that. That was very well done. Mm-hmm. Um, we got some players out on international duty right now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, still yet to appear for racing. Uh, Uchinakanu out with Nigeria. Right. Um, one of Lance McGarvey's nightmares, Ellie Pikayamsa, <laughs> is with Finland. There you go. <laughs> um, Lance, if you're listening, take notes. Yeah, right. Uh, Shidiak out with Australia, Australia. Murray with Jamaica, and uh, Borges with Brazil. Wow. Um, we did also, in, in after the last podcast, in between the podcast, they have released Taylor Mollum. Yes, saw that. Um, but that was, the, I mean, you got to expect something with the influx of draft picks they had. Yes, sir. And all of these players who have come in. Mm-hmm. Um, so their preseason, uh, they started with a, you know, 0-0 zero, zero with the Spirit. Mm-hmm. Uh, then they beat the Red Stars 3-2 to two outside of Indy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kayla Fisher, Kirsten Davis, and Paige Monahan each scored. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking with the roster the current way it is, we might be seeing more than a few of those games this year, that style. Oh, well, I, I mean... That, Mm-hmm. That's three to two, you know. Right. We're not going to be seen right now. We're not going to be seeing a lot of clean sheets. I doubt it. I, I certainly doubt it. But you know what? The, the, there's. It feels a little more. It feels a little more positive on how many yeah. goals we can score. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, how yeah. can you not? Like we've talked about this before. This team is. It's just you know it's loaded with forwards and and you know like, I mean I guess you know we'll find out in time how this mm-hmm. all plays out. But I, I'm not. I'm. I, I don't have any problems at all right now. No, there's nothing that's happening. I just want to see it. I want to see it, man. You know, I want to see the lineup. I want to see what his first choice lineup mm-hmm. is. Even though we're not going to have first choice for a while with Nadia still being out. Right. You know. But I just want to see what is the first choice out of this. Yeah. And the other thing too is you going back to what you were talking about with several players being out, and I'm sure every team in the league is dealing with this. Uh, you know, it's the consistency. When you start talking about stuff like this, and then all through the year because of the calendar, we've talked about that before too, yeah. and how we're not on the national calendar or international calendar, how that's going to play out with this squad this year. And I'm thinking, Joey, and might, with the World Cup, with the World Cup, I'm thinking it's going to it's the I, I'm thinking it's going to have more of an impact on us, um, certainly this year than it has before. Because there's so many teams that play on in so many different. There's so many players that play on so many different teams. I think yeah. there's six internet. There's six players that play internationally. If I if I counted correctly, and that's that's a lot, man. I, I mean, I don't know if ever if other teams have that same problem. I know they have a couple of national team players here and there. Yeah. But I, I'm wondering. That's the. I don't know how that's going to play out, man. I just don't know. Yeah. Well, it's going to be they. You know, they. You have to think that has been in the back of their mind. Right. Right. You don't right. just forget it's a World Cup year. Right. <laughs> and if you do, you deserve to lose your job. Right, right, of course. Of course. You know, this is not just some, like, random tournament. No. No, Jesus. You know, it's, a, it's a, 
biggest event on the women's calendar every four years. Right. So right. I think they have to have that in mind. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I just want to see it. Yeah. I just want to see what it looks like. Yeah. You know, they all have their final preseason game on the 26th. They scrimmage with U of L. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there will we still need to? I guess we're still waiting on Challenge Cup news, right? You know the official, unofficial, right, 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 right. Um, so that's all I had for racing. Mm-hmm. You had uh, anything else? No, I, like I said, I, the the two things that I wanted to talk about, we just did. I, I you know, the yeah. so many international players and, and the continuity required, especially with so many draft picks and so many changes. Yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of hard not to be a little concerned about that. But at the same time, I, I think if, can you, if this team gets off to a fast start, look out. Because, mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I really think that there's... They're only going to get healthier and right. they're only going to get more connected. Exactly. And, and, and it, hopefully it erodes away, you know, some of the pain we felt the first two years, obviously because of being an expansion team. But Coach, Ken, this is his team. This is his yeah. team. And, and, and he's, yeah. he's going to have to earn it this year. I... I you know, uh, there's, but there's there's a lot to look forward to, uh, as far as especially you know, all the um, new players and what's going to be the structure. I, I really, it's it. I'm I'm more encouraged about it than I was say six weeks ago. I'm gonna lay. I'm gonna lay it. I'm gonna lay down the gauntlet. Okay, man. Coach Kim, playoff or bust. Yeah, I, I, I'm putting I, it on him. I'm putting it on him. Yeah, man. Because it's the third year, his yep. second year. Yep. If it's not going to be the playoffs, they at least need to be in the conversation because last year they were not. I, I just you'd like to see them consistently competitive. I, I mean, yeah. I, that doesn't mean you know second place. No, but you'd I'm like, not talking about challenge for the title. Right, 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 right. You just want to see consistency, and and yes. I think consistency in this league means you have a shot at the you have a shot at a playoff spot. Yeah. So and you, I want to see that identity I was craving yes, last year that we didn't get last year. We really didn't get it. You're right. Yeah. I totally. I, agree I have with a you feeling that. it's an attacking identity. Yeah. I want to see it. Absolutely. I'm with you. So totally with you. Um, what we got for racing? Louisville City is also uh, still in the heavy midst of its preseason. Yes, sir. Uh, they've had a couple matches, more than a couple, since we last talked. Yep. Uh, they tied New Mexico two-two with goals from Wilson and Ownby. Yep. Yep. Uh, that's an ideal scoreline in terms of goals scored mm-hmm. and by whom. Yeah. Let's get them going. Yeah, sure. um, lost lost a couple games to M- or I should say preseason matches to MLS teams. Mm-hmm. Three to one to Austin FC, but Josh, oof, what a yeah, strike! Yeah, what a from strike! Distance. Was that crazy? How, hopefully that added a few dollar signs. Right, right, right. Uh, yeah, let's, let's add a couple more currencies to Abs- that. Absolutely. Um, lost two to one to the Sounders. Dylan Mayers uh, had his first mm. unofficial official goal. Right. Uh, next up, they're going to host the only local preseason game, uh, I guess, here in town against USL League One's Knoxville mm-hmm. SC. Then they finish their preseason March 4th at the Fighting Bob Lilies, uh, Pittsburgh <laughs> Riverhounds. The Fighting Bob Lilies. I still cannot find an encyclopedia entry anywhere for what a Riverhound is. Yeah, I, I, And at I, this point, I think I'm too afraid to ask. Yeah, I, did, I, I, I got nothing. I got nothing. I've, yeah, I, I had nothing when I heard that team's name eight years ago. I, I got nothing. Right? Right? I mean, at least it's not the Rochester Rhinos, because we know the Rhinos are so indigenous to upstate New York. Really? <laughs> well, you i tell know? you what, great view. If you've, anybody that's never been to that stadium, it is a wonderful oh, view Pittsburgh? of the river. Yeah. yeah. It, it's yeah, yeah, a yeah. wonderful view. It really is. I'm just waiting for a ball to get shot out into the Allegheny at some point. <laughs> the Ohio, whichever one it is. Mm-hmm. Three rivers, as the old school. Well, um, get, you know, so... Mm-hmm. And that's the perfect that's the perfect lead in match to the USL season. Right, right, right. It, of it course. Gets a, it gets a tough a tough competitor from Very our tough. division. Right. Um 
So, some other racing news. Apparently, reportedly, Monaco has entered the Josh Winder race. Wow, man. The, hopefully, the bidding war, not a race. Mm-hmm. Let's make this a bidding war. Yeah, really. Um, they also, they did make another signing. Um, national champion goalkeeper from Marshall. Right, right. Oliver Simley. Mm-hmm. I really like that signing. He kind of fits that young core they're trying to build around, as right. does, you know, a Danny Fondes. Yep, yep. Uh, but you can never have too many quality keepers. No, of course not. You never have too many quality anything, but no. especially keepers. Right, right, right. Um, and news also came out. Louisville City and the newly launched X- Lexington SC are going to be matched up to play in the U.S. Open Cup. That's very cool, man. Sometime from April 4th to 6th at Lynn Family Stadium. That is phenomenal. That's a great, great matchup. Really excited for that one. I mean that legitimately, because I mean it helps. It helps. It helps Lexington a lot. And but it, you know obviously it's. It, I think it's going to be, it's going to be a great opponent in the sense of, you know, does it become a derby? And, and yeah. um, you know, because we could use one. And what kind of stupid name can the U.S. Soccer Federation give it? Well, um, the me, USL I, has already tried. No, no. And, and all we do is. Laugh at them and come up with our own jokes. I, you know, I tell you, man, El Blue Grassico is the one. I want. Uh, that's good. I like that. Blue Grassico. That's good. That's quality. <laughs> Don't put that out there too often because right. someone will claim it. Right, right. Well, I know it's Matt Owens has put that out there too. So it's called a copyright. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, they can't it's call it the Kentucky Derby. They can't. Uh, well, we get that, but 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 you let's, know? Let's, 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 let's let's shut off the recording for a minute. Let's talk about this copyright. Yeah, exactly. Get some merch sold. <laughs> get some merch. Get some merch on the line get some here. Money. But yeah, but yeah, it's it's great. I love I love because most most of our early U.S. Open Cups mm-hmm. have been. I, I don't want to sound disrespectful in this aspect, but no, no, random. Right, very random. Know, the, the Tartan Devils. Right, somewhere in Pennsylvania. The Long Island. What were they? The Rough Riders or some damn thing? Who knows? Oh my gosh. The fighting Roosevelts. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's just like, I love that there's a local team now. Yeah, absolutely. That, you know, may, maybe this turns into a tradition in the Open Cup. Right, right. Um, hopefully. So, mm-hmm. uh, that's all I had on Loose City, you know. They're right. creeping up towards their season starting. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I just want to see. I just want to be there. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then Danny. I'm tired of talking preseason. Right, and we have Danny Cruz in the second half of this, so we, he's got plenty of information for us. Uh, about all hey, Joe, of that. No mm-hmm. one likes a bragger. <laughs> Only one of us got to be on that call. No well, you got, you got to stop bowling on Monday, bro. <laughs> I might actually be. I have an MRI tomorrow night on my knee to see what oh, they're going to tell me. What happened? Uh, I had a equipment malfunction where I ended up falling forward oh, onto geez. the lane. Oh, dude. Uh, and that was back in November, and my knee has not completely healed since oh, then. Oh, man. So I I told myself that by the end of January, if it had not completely healed itself, we were getting it looked at. So here we are. Well, well, let's let's make sure that that let's make sure that heals. Okay. Uh, if, if if you know the training staff is listening to this, <laughs> yeah. they'd like to volunteer any services, resources, right. anything right. of that nature. Oh. I am completely available. Yeah, deep, um, deep muscle the one massages. Thing I did, the one thing I did not do was make the signal for a change when I fell. Ah, the there you go. Um, I... All all you heard initially was me going, oh. <laughs> just for like five minutes was just a groan. Right, and you fell um, did, when you fell. Were you across the uh, foul line? 
Yes, but the foul light did not go off. Therefore, I would like to redo my shot. Did you slide uh, a lot? not a violation. That oil is bad, man, sometimes. Is well, it? Yeah, it's, it's, it's slippery, and that's why it's called oil. Yeah, man. Uh, but it was an equipment malfunction before I got there. Right. Uh, my shoe basically disintegrated. Oh, jeez, please, dude. Yeah, yeah, it's first I've ever seen it happen that way, and I didn't actually see it. I felt it. Um, full contact. So yeah. Full contact bowling. <laughs> I would be a world champion if that was the case. Okay? <laughs> not, not very many people knocking me down. Yeah, man, I hear you. Um, <laughs> so, anything else you got on the local? No, just you know, like I said, Danny will be on this thing, and then, uh, uh, no, we, we, there's, there's nothing. I mean, all these MLS. Now, what, what can cheat a little bit is that, you know, Danny's, it's not even cheating, he's been pretty happy with, with the progress so far. He seems to be, yeah. you know, legitimately confident. And then four MLS opponents in the preseason, and then, you know, going out to Seattle. Um, I mean, he's he, it seems like they're, they're prepping in a very proper manner to get ready for this season. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm pretty positive about them as well. You know, I'm still interested to see if they might add another player or two. Right. Um, we'll see how that goes. You know, we got limited weeks leading up to the season. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the roster may be what it is. Right. Uh, and you've got the, this wonderful academy, too, producing players. Yeah, man. So those are always options, too. Because right. they had a healthy dose of academy players in the preseason. Yes, they did. Yes, Get they experience. did. And, and you know, they, contributing. They contrib- yeah, they may not be contributing this season. Right. But at least traveling with the squad, training yep. with the squad, that goes a long way. Absolutely. And especially with how long these seasons are. I hear that. They are so, long. Jesus. Um, so speaking of something that doesn't have to be long anymore is, Joe, this yeah. is not a drill. Okay. The United States men's national team has qualified yeah, man. for the World Cup. Dun, 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 dun. I mean, yeah, there they and go. So All they had to so, do was smile. So did, so did Mexico and, and Canada. In Canada. But, you know what? I blew it on yeah. that. I really thought, I honestly said this. So I, I screwed this one up. I honestly thought they would run some sort of round-robin tournament and make some money off of it. Yeah. But I guess, uh, you know, because FIFA, it's like, you know, does FIFA like to make money? Oh, yes. So, <laughs> I, but they're not. And it. It's kind of hard to say that, and you know, look, the, 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 what are the odds of the, the three of those teams not qualifying in the next cycle? Oh, sure. You know, oh, sure, but you unless, know, unless you're Mexico, uh, hey. <laughs> you know, I mean, news came out on that today. Jogo, Jogo will be with the uh, USU 23s, I believe. Wow! In preparation for the for the World Cup, okay. the World Cup in that age division, okay, primarily because Mexico didn't qualify. Wow, man! Well, um, you know, that, that's just a continue. but you know, but I I expected the three hosts to to get their automatic entries, automatic bids, right, right, right. Um. You know, because they're also talking of that, the next World Cup being that expanded one. Right. You know, so mm. it makes perfect sense. You have yeah. three hosts. Oh, guess what? We need three new, Yeah. you know, we have three new A teams in there, A pod teams. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so it's going to uh, be, yeah. It'll it open up, it's, it will, the, the competition at the lower half of CONCACAF, you know, wondering, you know, is Costa Rica, Honduras, are they going to continue to be there? Does Jamaica step up? I mean, well, it's the key be... is mm-hmm. there will still only be that one final team making it from Concacaf. Right, exactly. That's the point. It's, it's one of those um, teams. It's gonna you know that to fighting for you know maybe that that intensifies the competition a little bit because you know you've only got a shot at one spot. Yeah, you know. And USA, Mexico, and Canada will still be participating. Right. Just like Brazil did when they hosted, they right, still went right. through 
Conmebol uh, qualifying. Right. And so we, it didn't really matter where they placed. And when and I you know, talk, that's, there's, there's some positives and negatives there. Right. We talked about that a little bit offline. And, and my only concern is if you don't have to qualify, how hard you going to work? Yeah. You know, it's that competitive edge. Right. I mean, you, you, know? you know, you don't need, you don't need, I guess it's going to be 12 preparation matches. You want to compete. You want to fight, you know? And, um, that's if if you if you're only if you're automatically qualifying, it's it's just all right. Well, we're going to play a game against Mexico. Oh, let's try this. We're playing a game against Canada. Well, oh, you know, I I think that's a positive though. Is okay. whoever the manager is, right? For whoever that at is, this point, point, really, uh, whoever they are, they can play with with the roster. They mm -hmm. can play with their formations and ideas. Mm -hmm. You know, which it has a positive and a negative to it. Right. You know, what kind of form are we going to be in as a national team? Right. Right, exactly. When the games doesn't technically matter, but I also still assume whoever is out on that field will still have that that just athletic drive and pride, the professional pride. Right, you would you hope. Know? You would um, hope. So those are those are the positive negatives. You know, the negatives being mm -hmm. we don't really have a serious game before the World Cup per se. Right, right. Um, you know, you're, how, how fine is that competitive edge going to be sharpened? Right, exactly. Positives being though, the pressure's off. Yeah, totally. That's you know, thing. no stress. You know, you can experiment with your roster, with your formations. Yeah, right. Um, so, you know, it's 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 the definition of a dual-edged sword. You can see both sides. Right, right, right. Yeah, absolutely. But it's still, it's still not a drill. We are officially yeah. in the World Cup. And don't call it a streak. That's two in a row. <laughs> yeah, really. It's two in a row. That is. Don't call it a streak. We're back. <laughs> um, speaking of back, U.S. women's team. Yeah, man. Back in competitive competition right. in the Steve Believes Cup. Yep. Uh, they started off by beating Canada 2 mm -hmm. behind a Mallory Swanson brace. Still does not sound right. She'll always be Mallory Pugh. Mallory Pugh, yeah. Just, you know, right. it's just like when, 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 when the friends I grew up with, the mm -hmm. female friends I grew up with in my, mm -hmm. in my age group, they get married and change their last names. And I'll be on Facebook. Who the hell is, oh. Right. I still do that too. That's <laughs> who that is. Yeah, it's always be Mallory Pugh. Plus, I will always miss AO Twitter or just the Star Wars references whenever she did something. Nah. Pew, pew, pew. Pew, pew, pew. <laughs> um, I always miss that. Uh, before the Canada match, though, mm -hmm. players from both teams wore wristbands in support of gender equality and transgender's rights during the match right. and gathered at the center circle right. in an embrace prior to kickoff in a show of solidarity mm -hmm. for the Canadian team in right. the midst of their labor dispute with their federation. Right, and that's 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 sort of similar to what would happen here. And in yeah. my, thing, my, place is, my place has always been the same thing. This is... A management labor dispute. Labor's going to management and saying we want this. If management gives it to them, good. I mean, that's that's how it works. I don't know. Now, you know, you know, Canada's a little different, especially now. But you know, I don't. You know, I don't know what kind of power. You know, what, what the laws are. If there's any difference, but as far as the federations, but hey, yeah, I wish them all the worst. I hope they get. I hope they get as much money as they can get. What is it? Canadian dollar? And, I don't even know what their money and, is. And it, it is Canadian dollars. All right, there you go. Um, it's it's also you know. Um, maple syrup by moose hours yeah, uh, in terms of speed um <laughs> but you know you know and that's you know it's it's interesting that you know they had that show of solidarity when the team on the other side of the field being the u.s women are probably a little bit of the instigators in this okay like the example they set right for wage bargaining right and right, wage right. Quality. right uh a little ironic there mm -hmm. um 
But you know, good for them. Hopefully it gets done. Right. Um, I just don't know how they're ever going to negotiate anything when they just can't stop apologizing over each side of the table to each other. Um, <laughs> sorry, sorry if we have any Canadian listeners. Yeah, right. Um, but yeah, you know, and and that's a strong. That's normally a strong team too. Oh, in Canada. Yeah. Be a shame if they Solid were not a part of the upcoming World Cup. I don't, because of this. I don't see it. I don't see that happening. I, you, but you, know. you just never know when it comes to this kind of thing. Well, I, I guess not. I just you I know. don't I don't see you know the. the... Well, and then there were also hmm. the stories coming out that the federation forced them to go back to the field legally. Okay, that I'm there not... were some legal right. stories there. Okay, okay. So who knows? Um, it doesn't seem like it's off to the best of starts. Right. Um, well, but the U.S. U.S. women are. Right, that's the total uh, Beat Canada two nothing. <laughs> beat Japan one nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, shocker! Mallory Swanson scored again. Right. Um, that's now five straight games she Jeez. scored for the U.S. women. Six in her last four. Right. right. Mm-hmm. Do we maybe have another foundational person to build around? I, 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 we're gonna need her. I, I mean, to a Rose Lavelle, yeah, maybe. We need someone. Uh, I mean, we're gonna need that foundation. This is there's no doubt. You know, we're gonna we need had a that. couple players celebrating 200 caps. Yep. So, some of these people, this is their last Absolutely. merry-go-round. Yep. Um, and you know, you and also, I think uh, Coach Androvsky even said, mm-hmm. "I'm hoping I got what I wanted out of Mallory that she was disappointed she was not on the Olympic roster." Right. And that this has been the off season has been her proving her point. Okay. Hey. Yeah. So. I, I think he also just got kind of lucky that she came in on fire. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm not going to let him claim too much credit for that. Right. Um, you know, they finish up their She Believes Cup group stage mm-hmm. uh, against Brazil right. on the 22nd. Right. Which would be tomorrow or today, if you're listening to this. Um, so, yeah, you know, good start to the She Believes Cup. World Cup women's teams we're going against. Yeah. So far, they've looked very strong. Right. Um, no complaints. Uh, also, just want to see the Women's World Cup. Want to get to that, too. Right. Um, that's all I got on USA. Thankfully, there's been no other news about the men's team in any way, shape, or form. So, well, we're setting another streak, Joe. Yeah, really. Well, there's one. There's one. Podcast without controversy from the U.S. men's team. <laughs> yeah, really. The only but thing is. Day since last incident. One podcast. <laughs> I one just, pod completed. You know, I wonder if we're going to go a whole year without a coach again. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? There'd be nothing more U.S. Federation. Nothing more because it's you know, it's that is just so fe- that's just American soccer, and it's just so American. Yeah, yeah. But hey, yeah. you know, there's not you can't say there's a well, ton going on right now. But to to you know uh, to 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 get somebody in here and 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 to get this you know to get that formulated now would be a well, real. Supposedly, problem. I read something today on Twitter mm-hmm. that Ernie Stewart has mentioned. But before he left, okay. they had not interviewed or talked about another candidate besides Berhalter. Okay. Well, then... And that concerns me. Yeah. <laughs> you have it's the not like I'm bring jumping up and down. And you right? haven't exactly discussed anyone else. So yeah. let's, let's, let's just be happy that for this podcast, we could flip the sign on the safety board. Really? <laughs> One podcast since last U.S. controversy. Um, now that I've said that, we're going to wake mm. up tomorrow and... yeah. Everything will have gone to shit. Right. Well, actually, it already has. It can't go much worse you than can't, shit. You can't, yeah. You did, it, maybe that's the reason there's no controversy, because everybody's gone. 
Yeah, it's, it's, it's just a ghost town. Yeah, really. It's, it's, it's the red phones are not being answered. <laughs> it's like a ghost town without the gunfight, man. I just, I don't know. I, and I'm not brokenhearted that it's broken up, but, it, you know, it's it's about rebuilding it. And that's that's really, it's such a wait you know, and see I think thing right you, now. You, this is where you see the, 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 the question always asked in NFL circles. Mm-hmm. What comes first? The coach or the general manager? Right, right, right. The chicken right. or the egg? Well, and I wonder if they're waiting to make a coaching decision until they have the internal hierarchy right. decided. Whatever they decide, whoever's steering the boat, get that person in first. Yeah. And because okay. you, you have to, don't you? Wait, I mean, you mean by steering the boat? Do you mean the general manager of the U.S. Soccer Men's Team? Yes. Or do you mean the coach? No, the general manager. Because, I agree with that because you need someone who's on the same wavelength with the exactly with the general manager. One hundred percent. You don't hire a coach without the person that's going to be steering, and that's just I'm pretty to sure me. The Jets. I'm pretty sure the Jets have done that more than a few times. Please, that's <laughs> there's an acronym in there. I'm sure we can find it. It's it, it, it's yeah. just you can't you. It would be. Let me tell you what. It would be so American soccer if they hired the coach, and then be like, oh yeah, we got a general manager now. And that coach and the general manager don't get along. You know what I mean? I, it's just, it, it, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm not, I'm, I'm not. I'm not soccer. I, I have a resume. <laughs> right. You're looking for someone to do either or. <laughs> I've got a resume. I don't know. I'm man. there for the taking. Well, uh, you never played in MLS, so. Shit. <laughs> you never played or coached in MLS, so it looks like you're out. Sorry. All right. Well, we'll get to MLS in a second. Yes, we will, won't we? To our general soccer discussion mm-hmm. as the ball rolls yeah man um in the 11 have announced before we get to mls in the 11 have announced yep they have a stadium yes, idea sir. stadium design mm-hmm. jo- joe are they legally allowed to play on a field that's not surrounded by a track yeah really or with without lines is this is this is this official or uh, let's this hope so legal yeah really doesn't seem right man i, I but, mean mm. whether it be lucas oil and never understanding where the out of bounds was um <laughs> or Ooey Pooey Field, which I'm going to miss just for not getting to say that anymore. I'm going to miss it because I, I can't get the P on it anymore. Yeah, fair. <laughs> I'm just going to miss it because we because I, I got to enjoy that sweet, uh, sweet moment when Indy 11 released their red and blue smoke and made purple. Yeah, really. In the Eastern Conference Finals yeah, after really. losing a one nothing lead at their own place. So funny. And I missed it. As Antoine Hopeno parted the seas. Yeah, man. Antoine Hopeno, the Hartford Athletic. Jeez. He's, you know. He's, uh, he's moved on from that Detroit thing. Well, I mean, at least then I'm just, I still just, that was a match made in hell anyway. Yeah, really. Um, so Indy 11, maybe getting a stadium. We'll mm-hmm. see. Um, always good to see your frenemy. And no, St. Louis are frenemies. Indy is just Indy. Yeah, I, I can only give so many compliments. Great. What we need, more teams with great facilities helps yes. all of us. Yes. Yes, it does. You know, yes, it so does. That's, that, there's nothing wrong with that. And I oh. hope, I hope other teams, uh, I hope other teams get that worked out too, man. The more, the the nicer oh. the facilities too, the better shot at TV yeah. contracts. So. Oh, sure. And you get shots at players too. Yes, sir. Uh, well, speaking of, 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 uh, USL franchise maybe leaving us is uh, San Diego. Yeah, man. Rumored to be one of the next MLS franchises. That is crazy. I did. The writing was on the wall here. I mean, Mm -hmm. Donovan had talked about it. Everyone had talked about it. Um, San Diego is a pro sports town only in the fact that they still have the Padres. (laughs) Um, And that's about it. And 
you know, what's what's one more California team in the MLS market? Really? But it's just... They, they, they deserve their own division. Forget Eastern, Western. It's Eastern... Yeah. Western and then the California, California Conference. Division. Yeah, man, or the or the or the or the uh, the West the the uh, Pacific Ocean Conference. Pacific Ocean Division. Right. Yeah. I, I just I'll tell you what, man, that would be a real surprise because I really, 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 really thought it would be Las Vegas getting that next spot because that's just that's just easy money. You're not paying yeah, for anything. You're not, but you're also going to look at. I mean. That franchise has not had the smoothest existence. Oh, you talk about the lights? Yeah. yeah like, I know they wouldn't be the franchise that would probably go to MLS. Well, that's what happened is they were they were sailing the first year. And then it was basically they were told, look, if we put a team here, it's not you. And that just... It's, it's the St. Louis situation. Right, exactly. Just It's exactly it. And it just ripped the carpet out from underneath them. Because yeah. they've been awful well, and the last also, year or so. Well, they also they also were just a complete sideshow act. Yes, they were. Everything they did was over the top, which I mean, yep. there's nothing more Vegas. It's Vegas, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I'm 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 still not surprised. You got Landon Donovan, right? That's in really... the administration. Mm-hmm. I mean, the the damn MVP awards named after him at MLS. Right, 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 right. He's right. the golden boy forever for exactly. MLS. So but, I'm not surprised at all. The location close to the Mexican border. Yeah, um, you know, so you view, right. viewership. Sure here comes, here comes the Joe. Here Baba. comes <laughs> clockwork reset, Re- reset. Actually, I can't reset the counter to zero podcast since because, you mentioned it because it's been stuck. It's really on zero the whole time. Which is another thing that makes you wonder how come it's not Phoenix, and because that's the biggest city yeah. left, and yeah, um, that's that's a but bit you know, of a surprise they, too. They struggled a bit this year in terms of performance, but again, right. that's another market that is very saturated with pro sports. Right, that's true. That's, that's true. That normally hasn't stopped MLS, but right. you never know. I mean, well, you're right, Joe. That, that San Diego, that's an open lane now. The Chargers are in Los Angeles, and the Padres are the Padres. So you, you know, it's like there's it is it's it's a it, there's an open lane there. That's a good point. Yeah, and it's got the Landon Donovan name behind. Yeah, it. Yeah, right. That's key. Landy Phoenix Cakes. hat. <laughs> I'll just I'm gonna miss I'm gonna miss that hairline, his refusal to tap out the baldness. I'm gonna miss it and not miss it, you know. Like, like he does. Obviously, he doesn't miss it because uh, it's there. We'll always have that moment, the red card he got at Lynn Family Stadium. Beautiful. Oh my gosh, I'll never forget that. That is so. Whenever funny. we whenever we build a a Louisville City Museum, and I don't mean we, mm-hmm. I mean the administration. Right. I don't have the funds for that or the right. credit score. <laughs> I might have the credit score. I just don't have the access to capital. Mm-hmm. Um, that needs to be one of the moments is Landon, Landon Donovan getting a red card Jeez. at Lynn Family at Lynn Stadium. Lynn Family Stadium, man. Um, so, that, so that was San Diego. Mm-hmm. So we, we got to address MLS came up a couple of different ways today. <laughs> Jesus. In various ways. <laughs> the first Gosh, is the big I, one to address is, is such a they've made some playoff playoff changes yes they again, have no, nothing more american than inserting playoffs right in the soccer right um the new format will see nine clubs from each conference i believe it's now 62 or 63 percent of the league makes the playoffs which at that point isn't really playoffs um, 18 out of 29 teams i mean 18 at that point out of 29 point, teams have everyone have everyone do it you're only at that there's, point there's only 11 teams and then or let's know eventually they're going to add a 12th in the west so sure. you'll have 18 teams that have a shot at the title after the regular season and 12 that don't 
So it, it's the stupidest shit I've ever seen in my life, Joey. Oh no, it got dumber. Right, it got yeah, dumber right, 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 with these right, changes. Right. The opening wild card round will see eighth versus ninth place. Right, right, right. In a one-off match hosted by the higher seeded club. Right. But here we go. Here we go. <laughs> Quarterfinals will be a best of three series. What the? With the higher seed hosting games one and three if needed. None of the games will be allowed to end in a tie. <laughs> So then we get to the conference semifinals, conference finals, and MLS Cup will return to one game. Just, I don't get it, man. Which just, but, um, just all of the questions, all of the questions. Um, why is the best of, is the best of three over three weeks? We just did it all in one week. It sounds like they're going to try and do it in one week. It sounds like they're going to try and do a Saturday, Wednesday, Sunday thing. Oh, how friggin'. Well, all right. The, and the, then, mm-hmm. so, but but how come as the games get more important, we suddenly get less of them? Here's the reason, Joey. It's got to be this. This is my guess. Is it's just it's money? TV deal. It's money. Yeah. Because it's TV deal and money at that round, whatever you want to call it, ATV. In that round, you've got the most teams, so you have the potential to have the most games, like the potential of I'm I'm, I'm assuming that's 16 teams, right? Playing three yes. games each. Or, or it'd be uh, eight, eight. It'd be eight matchups. It would be eight matchups of three games each. That's twenty-four matches. Yeah. All right. So if you get it down to where there's only eight teams left, that's only two, uh, uh, three sets of four. That's only twelve matches. Yeah. It's to me that's the only thing that makes any sense here is I mean, that it's wh- just why, a money grab. Why are we not at least looking at the symbol that's already out there for this? It's called the Champions League. Right. It, it, they do home and away Yeah, it's in just, the knockout round. And then you get to the Champions League final, and it's the one-game winner-take-all. And, Joe, it's, it's, if you, even if you just did that the first three rounds, you equal, you basically equal the amount that you had in in the opening round. And, and it's sort of balanced a little bit. Out. It's so fucking dumb. Well, it's just like someone said on Twitter I saw. Again, I, I love Twitter as a resource for... All my banter and comedy. Mm-hmm. They go, yeah. Let's 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 add more playoff games to a league that's already struggled with its regular season See, viewership. Why even bother? I, you know, like if you're playing in the regular season, and you know, Eber talked about this when he was here. He's like, if I come in seventh place, I could still win the championship. How does that make any sense? Yeah. Now, yeah. You know, and in in the NFL, look, I got it. I know we've we've talked about this too. The franchise model in other sports is established because there are sports. We created them. But there was a model created that we, you know, that we could have followed here. And we're not going to, but it's a shame. But it, it doesn't, this is why the rest of the world looks at it and is like, what are you guys doing? Mm-hmm. How do you enjoy that? How do you enjoy knowing that you're playing, oh, I guess they play 30-something matches. I don't even know. That basically, you know, 20 of them are, eh, whatever, maybe we'll get some results and we'll still have a shot at the playoffs. Dude, or, I, or just the fact they're going, what is a playoff? Right. You know, it's just, and, and uh, they're just there's there are more questions than there are answers. Like, so you're not allowing ties. So are we just playing till someone What's, dies? How do they play it? That's the other thing. I Joey had the note here. What, what do you mean somebody has? What are you going to do? Golden goal? And even if you do golden yeah. goal, suppose you go three mini halves or mini you know mini periods where they don't score, and then they got to come back three days later. 
Yeah. What are you doing? What are this you doing all, this with this? All just reeks of a money grab. Exactly. That's all. That's the only sense I can make of this is that it's just they found a way to make the, to maximize their profit margin, or maximize their profits, in a playoff format, and that's all they cared about. It's so stupid. Mm-hmm. Oh um, God, what a joke. Speaking of jokes. Speaking and of jokes. <laughs> uh, something no, something more American than potentially playoffs. Yeah, man. Is Phil Neville, manager of the Inter Miami? Yes, sir. Uh, I still believe the David Beckham franchise as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, said, in terms of pro rail, that it would increase MLS competitiveness. Yep. Which to which would. then, in just truly odd fashion, <laughs> Inter Miami released a quote. Stepped in and said that the quote proper context for his thoughts mm-hmm. were those were his personal feelings. Oh the God. single entity format has contributed towards the league's position on the world stage, enabled the sport to grow tremendously in this country, and allowed it to become highly competitive and exciting. It's so. Oh. Is 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 this is was that you, Soviet Russia? I, it... I think Joseph Stalin wrote that. St- it... Like. It just it just reeks of this guy voicing his own opinion based off his legendary career and then being told that's not what we do here. It, that sounds exactly like MLS wrote that blurb. It's so it's so weak. When you're so weak that you can't stand an opinion about yep. something that you know somebody that's making a uh, it's 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 a you know what's the word I'm looking for? It's critical, but it's not nasty. No. Right? He's just voicing his opinion and saying, you know, if we had this, it would be better. Why can't you let somebody say that? Like, if I owned Louisville City, that might not be a great idea. But it, as far as, like, if, if I'm an owner of a franchise and somebody turn, from, from overseas says, you know, we do things here a certain way. I'm used to the other way. I think it would make things better here. Would you silence them? No, I wouldn't. Let yeah. them speak their mind. You're talking. We're not talking about some dude that you know kind of showed up. We're talking about Gary Neville here. You know, I hate to put it this way. We're not. T- I'm, I'm going to use the example because mm-hmm. he's involved. We're not talking about John Hackworth. No. Coming up and saying this, we're talking about Neville, a right. Phil Neville, not just your average coach in MLS. Right. You know, uh, and it's 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 a situation I've seen. Um, you know, in one of my part-time jobs where, you know, it's a business. Right. One of our competitors does something different than what we do. They have a better business. They mm-hmm. have more profit than we do. The owner of the business that I work for has said multiple times, you say that business name in here again and you're fired. Right. And I'm going, don't we want to look at what our competitors doing better and learn from it? Mm-hmm. Kind of how you survive. Yeah, I, I, and mm. I'm sorry. The rest of the world has this figured out. Right. Right. At this point, at this point, you're the old man shouting at the clouds. Right. 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 Totally. And, and, and it's mm. it's just insane that, and this the, the 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 way the quote came out, like it was so generic, so blurby, like someone somewhere wrote that and was like, yeah, that's good. That's gonna that that's really gonna help MLS. And I was just like, it just, it was so fake. Yeah. It's, it came across, I don't know about you. It came across so fake. Of course. And, and, and it's, it's um, just soft. So robotic. Joey, it's it, the, the one criticism that the folks overseas have about us is that our product is soft. 
and what do you this is and you're talking about a dude that is known okay we're not we're not talking like i said we're talking about neville here we're talking about a, a dude and he's and and they the people in in england are going to read this and be like yep just just regular mm -hmm. mls nonsense it's just it, it's just let people I mean, speak and, their mind. Don't be so and the soft. The quote itself is full of lies. Right. Right. Or and, and and over and exaggerations. Right. You know. You know what? It has helped them on the world stage. It's certified their damn legacy on the world stage. Absolutely. As a joke. Mm. Um. Yeah. It has helped with with its place in sports in this country. Yeah. As the fourth or fifth. Right. 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 You know, <laughs> like, it has allowed the to to become highly competitive in terms of. All right, what's the next city that gets to fork over three hundred fifty billion dollars? Right, exactly, exactly. You know, it's it's just and the biggest slap in the face too is a, a reportedly mm -hmm. uh, the athletic was the one that broke some of this, right? And right. had the interview right. with Neville. Yep, they've now been they've now been told they are no longer welcome See, at Inter Miami events. I didn't know that. Yes, uh, one of the guys who, who who I believe conducted the interview, one of the two reporters. No shit. Um, mention that see on that Twitter. makes it even worse yeah you're doubling down you you re holy shit bro that is so pathetic that league is such a fucking joke yeah it's it's i'm sorry i like i don't i don't i i don't have i've said this before a thousand times if somebody likes an mls team or if there's players that want to play in mls or coaches god bless you i, I mean, do your thing and enjoy it but when shit like this goes down you, you got to sit there like when you're saying that a reporter actually in this country, which, you know, holy crap, a reporter actually reporting something. And then, mm -hmm. then on top of that, you know, you can't come back as you reported. Oh, what? So oh, yeah, here it was. Oh my it was God. Pa Pablo Mara and Felipe Cardenas. Mm -hmm. um, he, Pablo Mara was the one that tweeted out six hours ago. Right. Felipe Cardenas and I were informed today that inter Miami has banned the athletic from its media day event. Because they disagreed with the timing and framing of our coverage over the weekend. That's so... We're fuck. disappointed this is the action they've taken, and we stand by our coverage. And I don't even like MLS. I hope they. I hope Inter-Miami loses every fucking game. I really do. I am now officially a supporter of any team that plays well, but, the Inter-Miamis. You know what I think? Yeah. I don't think that was an Inter-Miami decision. Okay. Well, well all right. Maybe I think it was, that came yeah, down true. from the top. Maybe, okay. Fair enough. Because if you remember, that's true. The, the MLS model is that these are franchisees. You're right. Like You're right. You're right. You're right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Don Garber. You know, I'm sure he's stamped I'm still it. saying, because that whole quote reeks of someone in MLS, HR, not HR, PR. Right. You know? Right. Um, I, I'm not surprised at all if that came down from on top. I don't know, man. It's so stupid. You know, it is. It is because you know that that is that is the definition of insecurity. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And normally there's basis in insecurity. You're insecure mm. for a reason. Yeah, and you know why? Because right. what he said was correct. Right. Of course. Because the whole rest <laughs> of the world does it that way. Right. Yeah. Let's. Oh end, yeah. Yeah, man. Let's just let's end this on something happy. Do we have anything happy at all? Because I don't. I mean, just that just makes me sad. <laughs> Uh, happy is we've we've officially added our third team to the center forward podcast yeah, man. trivia night. Yeah, man, trivia night. Um, the Lavender Legion. Good, thank said you. They're going to put in a team. That's awesome. Uh, still waiting on some of you. Yeah, man. Not going to name names. Right. Um, but if you are listening to this and you are interested or thinking of coming, 
please let me know. Right. I know there will be right. some people who walk in and don't right. pre-register. You do not have to pre-register. Right. But it is appreciated by me to know the amount of heads. Right. Right. Absolutely. That we're potentially having. Um, you don't have a team. You want to be on one. Let me know. Right. You're part of a supporter group. Haven't heard about it. Get on your supporter group. Right. 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 You know. This is all money. All money is going towards a local charity, Center for Women and Families and the NWSL Players Emergency Trust. Yep. You know, this is the time to do something about this. Absolutely. Uh, we have a swag bag from Louisville City. Yeah. There's stuff in racing. Items in that will be used for, you know, raffles. You know, we're going to have all these different things you can do as well besides testing your soccer knowledge. This year it will be soccer-based. Mm -hmm. Future iterations can be random categories, but the problem is for there to be future iterations – you have to have a first. Right. Right. You know? Right, right, absolutely. And if I don't have, if there's not enough of a head count, I'm not going to waste Saints' time and resources. Right. Um, so, guys, come on. Get your get your teams in there. Right. Uh, you know, get your friends together. You don't have to be in a supporter group. Right. Two, two, of our, two of our confirmed tables, as far as I know, are just fans. Exactly. Maybe maybe so, people will meet up and you can start your own supporter group. Yeah. <laughs> so, just... Come on out. Um, you know, it's going to be a fun night. You know, raise some money, raise some awareness. Um, yeah, let's make it something we do annually. But again, for it to be an annual tradition, it's got to start somewhere. Yeah, man, you can get a team together and you can you can call it the Soccer History Intense Team or shit. <laughs> Joe, I'm going to leave the creative stuff to me. You're I'm the tired. beauty and the voice. I'm tired. <laughs> You're the beauty and the voice. And ladies and gentlemen, um, the shits. I'll be, I'll, I'll be the brains. <laughs> By the way, we can't claim that. That's already been used in pop culture. Yeah, right, right, right. right. Accepted. Right. The movie accepted. <laughs> accepted. South Harmon Institute of Technology. Mm. The Sandwiches. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, that was actually a mm. Justin Long movie. Oh, my gosh. And I think Jonah Hill before he went big. Wow. But, um, yeah, the South Harmon Institute of Technology, they created a fake university. <laughs> Shit. And the the mascot was the sandwiches. That's awesome. So we can't use that. All right. But um, yeah, get your teams in. Yeah, just man. if you just want to show up and be an individual player. Yeah, we'll get you in. You're welcome to. All right. We'll we'll push that again. Come on out. Um, and hopefully next time we're discussing this, we are just are not discussing the event, but this podcast. Mm -hmm. We're on the eve of the season. Yeah, man, and that's what I was talking about. You know, we're going to be taking some time off. I'm going back to Jersey, so it's going to be a couple of weeks before I talk to you again. Um, really appreciate uh, you doing this, and obviously the fundraiser. Sorry, I can't be here for that. Next one, we'll uh, I'll make sure that I can be there, and we'll, uh, we'll but we'll make this one a, a I'm success. Going to hold it slightly against you. Okay, <laughs> just slightly. <laughs> just like I'm going to hold it against all of our listeners if they don't show up. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Joey Cecil holding things against us. <laughs> That's what I'm here for. All right, brother. Thanks a lot. Thank you. All right, man, it was Joey Cecil. Really appreciate him as always. And speaking of Joey Cecil, uh, we talked about something uh, at the last show a couple weeks ago. And I'm going to give you a, a not-so-subtle reminder, folks. You know, we've got a fundraiser coming up next Wednesday. That's right. In one week, March 1st, over at Saints, we're going to be doing a uh, soccer trivia night that Joey has uh, put together. It's going to be... Uh, generally soccer trivia, but you know a lot of local stuff. So if you're not like a super heavy soccer fan, but you still know a lot about the Louisville scene and the racing scene, I think you're going to be fine. You get to hang out with your friends, right? <laughs> and, 
And it's for great causes, the local women's center here in Louisville, as well as the Players Association Fund uh, in, in uh, NWSL. So both of those are great causes. It's either $20 uh, individually or it's $100 per team of six. So you get a little bit of a bargain there if you get six folks uh, to be part of a team. You get to have some laughs up at the Sky Bar uh, since the seasons are starting. Uh, they're, right in, they're right in front of us, man. Gosh, I can't believe how fast it went. <laughs> man, we can really use your help. So if you can come do that with us um, and help out a couple of great causes, and hopefully we can turn this into an annual thing. we got some ideas for other fundraisers, as too. For other fundraisers as well, as too. Listen to me. I'm so tired. <laughs> but, man, we can use your help. So if you get an opportunity... Please register. We've sent the information out. I'll be sending it out again uh, along with this uh, show tomorrow. So hopefully you'll join us, and we'll see you there. Now let's continue with Louisville City coach Danny Cruz. Very special guest here, folks, uh, Coach Danny Cruz. Danny, how are you, sir? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. Oh, man, I really, really appreciate you doing this. I know everyone's going to love hearing from you. Um, uh, How are you? (laughs) Must be busy, uh, man. It's been a, it's been a hell of a start to the preseason. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are busy, but we are doing really well. Um, you know, super energized to to be back to work every day, and mm-hmm. excited to see what comes next. Yeah, man, checking the preseason out. Um, so many MLS squads. Uh, I th- probably the most we've ever had uh, in preseason. So that's got to be pretty cool for the younger players to play against that quality, and get them ready. So uh, the results have been pretty good. Uh, just in general, what do you think? Yeah, I think, you know, I, I spoke to the players about this after the Seattle game, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the, these teams present difficult challenges yeah. uh, for us. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there, there is certainly a lot of quality on the field that, at one time. Um, but it, it makes us have to think. It makes us have to problem solve. Uh, and it makes the small details, um, you know, it makes us to – have to make sure that those small details we continue to take care of in the middle of a game. So, mm-hmm. you know, we, we get punished uh, off of our mistakes a few times, right. um, but they created so many good learning moments for the group. And ultimately I think improving in this preseason is, is what we care about the most mm-hmm. uh, staying healthy, of course. Right, right, right. Um, but these tests have been excellent for us. And, and I really believe when we put this schedule together in preseason, that ultimately it'll prepare us the best for, for challenges we're going to see during the season mm-hmm. uh, and, and to be ready for, for opening day. Yeah, I was wondering if, you know, obviously when you're getting ready for the season, conditioning matters and, and such, but you're also experimenting with, with new uh, tactics um, and, and new lineups, new setups. How much of that, is there a percentage, is there some sort of number you come up with and say we're going to spend X amount of time on one thing versus the other, especially if you're traveling around a lot? I mean, you guys have done a lot of traveling the last few weeks. So how does, yeah, that, no, how does that work out? That's a really good question. So, I mean, before we get into preseason, right, mm-hmm. we, we go we go through uh, something called our periodization, our physical periodization and oh. our tactical periodization. Okay. And so when you ask, you know, how much amount of time is spent on 
you know, let's just say um, our defensive block and, and how much time mm-hmm. is spent on our uh, our time on the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, it varies depending on how much time we have in between the games and, and how many training sessions we have throughout the entire preseason. Right. So what I would say is we have so far been putting a heavy emphasis um, on – the defensive side of the ball and the structure for everybody, including our new guys. Right. Um, and you know, for the next couple of weeks, we'll do a good job of, of making sure we're, we're focused on the, the tactical side with the ball mm-hmm. uh, and the technical side with the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think as you see in these games, it's funny when, when you're, when you're looking at, um, you know, executing our defensive block, for example, and that's what we're training. You see improvements in that area, right? Right. Uh, and that's what you're hoping for. But then you certainly see where we haven't maybe uh, worked a ton on so far in preseason. Mm-hmm. So I would say the group is on track based off of the plan. Um, but I feel we're we're in a really good spot heading into these final two weeks of preseason. Excellent. Excellent. I guess you mentioned new players. I mean, there's two different groups of new players. I think you have lack of a better word, free agents that you've signed. And then you have the academy. And it seems like, you know, I want to ask you about both of them. I was going to ask you a little bit about, because I know a lot of people are asking about the new signings. Um, yeah. That would be the first part. But the second part is, man, this academy thing has been has been churning some players out. And it's so awesome to see as a fan. I was hoping maybe you could you can uh, expand on both of those. Yeah, so um, on the new players, right, I think the biggest thing that we continue to look for is making sure that we have, we're we're bringing in good people, right? right, right, People that we want to represent us both on and off the field, ones that are willing to to learn, Mm -hmm. ones that, you know, understand uh, that our roster is built to be competitive on a daily basis, um, that nothing's given, everything is earned. Right. right. Um, And if you start there, then you you have a good ability to have success out of, out of that individual new, you know, whether they're new or whether they're old, mm-hmm. um, uh, should, I should say, or whether they're returning. Right. Um, with the two, you know, with, with the, uh, I should say, the two that have been announced up until this point. Right. Um, or three, actually. Uh, Rasmus Tellefson, mm-hmm. um, Dylan Mares, uh, and Oliver Semley. Right, right, right. Uh, these, are, these are players that have come in, taken in the information, uh, already done a really good job of integrating themselves within the group, coming from different backgrounds, different parts of the world. Mm-hmm. You know, ones from Germany, ones right. from uh, Denmark, mm-hmm. and then obviously ones from right down the road from here right, right, right. in Dillon. Mm-hmm. So we start there, and and they've done an excellent job so far, and they're very mm-hmm. good people, and they want to learn, and mm-hmm. and of course they can get frustrated at times when it's not what they've been doing for the last few years. Um, but ultimately they have a common goal in hand, right? And that's to, to, to win games um, and, and to understand tactically what we're trying to do. Right. So you have that piece of it, right, where mm-hmm. you try to go on the market, you try to find players that you fit the, the player profile and, right. and the personal profile. Um, and then you have the, the kids that are continuing to grow within, right? Mm-hmm. And these are kids that understand the culture here already right. that is set in that locker room. They understand the values of the club. Um, they have been aligned since they were, you know, if you're Josh, 14 years old, if you're, uh, Carlos, you know, 15 years old and mm-hmm. all the way through until what they're 17 and, and 19 now, mm-hmm. uh, 18. So, um, you know, we are constantly evaluating with the Academy staff players to, to bring into our environment and to take the next step in the developmental pathway. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we went to Nashville, um, and we brought, uh, I think it was off the top of my head, 
eight or nine academy players that started the first week of training with us. And wow, okay. what's it, that is important to me because I think it's an important piece of their development mm -hmm. in this process. Mm -hmm. So they're coming for a week. They see what it's like from a speed standpoint. They see what it's like from a professional standpoint. They're in all of our meetings. Right. And it's an important piece in the step of their development. And then you take them to a game uh, against Nashville and they get a little bit of taste of some more and what it's like pre-match and what it's like uh, in the locker room and what it's like on the field. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, it's something that I certainly uh, believe in. You know, as I said earlier, nothing is given to these players. Everything is earned. And me, right. Luke, Mario, Simon – um, we are all constantly in communication about these kids, about awesome. their development, uh, and you'll see here. I think it'll be tomorrow. We'll announce. You know, we're we're putting uh, we're, we're signing one of them to an academy contract wow. uh, for him to be in the locker room, right, right. Uh, and take the next step in his development. So it's a holistic approach. It's something I certainly uh, believe in. And you know, you look at where the young boys that came through our academy are at right now, right. and. Mm -hmm. I'm expecting all of them, um, for the most part, to play a, a really significant role this year. That's awesome, man. That is awesome. And I wanted to ask you, too, I'm, I'm glad you touched on this. Being in, in the Division Two team, I mean, obviously resources are not quite what you're going to be able to have if you're in MLS, right? I mean, the, the, you know, the, from financial and such. The scouting process has to be so targeted, I would assume, because, the, I mean, there's such a, a, a wide swath of, of, of nations, literally, that, that you, you're, you're looking to pick players at. Can you tell us a little bit about what that's, what that's like? Because it's really hard to focus on how exactly you all do that, given what we just mentioned. Yeah, I think I'm very fortunate uh, at this club to, to have um, the people that I have uh, on staff and, and also, you know, working in the, in the front office. You know, the, the, the process is, is – it's 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 actually fairly simple to 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 explain in that mm -hmm. you know we get sent a ton of players and we go search for a ton of players and that right. search starts with the player profile mm -hmm. um, and we are heavy into data analysis here right. um, uh, in in Austin Buchanan um, who I work closely with mm -hmm. um, and if a player fits our profile uh, you know then then we as a staff evaluate that player from a video standpoint, mm -hmm. obviously. Um, and then you take it a step further and you go through interview processes with that player. If it checks those boxes that we're looking for it to check. Right. Uh, and again, making sure going back to how I started this conversation with you, that you're bringing in good people that they understand that, uh, I'm not the type of manager that will ever guarantee anybody playing time. Playing right. time is earned. Right. 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 Um, we have a lot of quality here and you get a lot of, uh, you learn a lot about a person when you're transparent and honest with them about that right up front. You know, like <laughs> a lot of good players out there want, you know, want to hear you're going to come here, you're going to play, you're mm -hmm. going to. Um, but then if you if you do that and then that doesn't happen, you're putting yourself in a position as a manager that I think nobody wants to be in where you've either. Um, I don't want to say lied to the player, but maybe, you know, misspoken and then sure. they got here and then it's not what they seem. So right, it becomes right. another problem. Right. Mm -hmm, so. Mm -hmm. We have all of those processes in place to try to make sure that we do all of our due diligence right. prior to, to me deciding that we, you know, we're going to sign a player. Mm -hmm. oh, okay, cool. And, and it, it, I guess the other thing too is you talk about traveling a lot. You talk about the new players. You talk about the younger new players. You've got a core of folks that have been here for quite a long time and 
having that kind of leadership here has got to be invaluable, man. No, I, I, absolutely. I think the, you know, the... That's like, a, that was you, a loaded question. <laughs> no, no, but you're, you're, you're right. I mean, listen, the, the guys that have been here and understand how we operate, most mm-hmm. importantly, understand, you know, what the culture is and what it means to wear this badge. Mm-hmm. Um, those are, you know, the, the players that consistently uh, lead the group day in and day out. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, um, you know, we, I, I certainly wouldn't be sitting here today uh, without the relationships that I have with those players and, and the leadership skills that they have as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think when you look at the, the Paulo Del Piccolo's, when you look at the Sean Toshes, the, uh, the Brian Ombies, uh, the Tyler Gibsons, Cam Lancaster, I could go on and on, Oscar Jimenez. These are all guys, Niall McCabe, that they, they, they understand what it means to win every day. They understand what it means to wear the crest. And, um, you know, you look at last year uh, as a group having, you know, a historical year from a, call it a regular season and points and wins standpoint. Right. Those guys right. play a massive role in that, whether mm-hmm. they're starting, whether they're on the bench, whether they're injured and they're not dressing. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something that as a manager, you are A, really, really proud of. Right. And then B, um, you feel is is invaluable to what you're you're trying to do every day. Right, right, right. I, and I guess with 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 these younger kids, you know, flying on airplanes with guys that have been playing for for ages. I mean, there's got to be experiences where they're you know their their eyes are opening up to what it's really like. So I got to ask you a question, man. I mean, I know <laughs> that you you've uh, you know you started playing nationally at a very young age. So is there a story when you were a teenager? that really opened up your eyes to what professional soccer was like, maybe some sort of, uh, some sort of, uh, antic that happened on the field or something that happened, uh, on a plane that you were like, <laughs> okay, I'm in, I'm in it now. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's funny you asked that. I okay. was just talking about this two days ago oh, okay. uh, in Seattle. Oh, okay. So, uh, a, a former teammate of mine, um, is, is he's uh, still a good friend of mine. And, mm-hmm. um, he, one day, uh, it was my rookie season. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was, I was 19 years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was my first year as a pro, and in the first week, I got this massive ankle injury, oh. um, meaning like the my ankle swelled up like crazy. Right, okay, right. Mm-hmm. so um, I go in the locker room for treatment at the slotted time. Let's just say it's I don't know eight o'clock, for example. I get in, and he was a veteran at that time, maybe 30 years old, mm-hmm. maybe a little older. Uh, and absolutely crushed me um, <laughs> about being on the table at my age. You know, like, what are you doing? And right. a lot of different choice words and <laughs> everything like that. Um, but I would say, I say to anybody that, that asks about that experience there, mm-hmm. it helped mold me into the type of pro that I ended up being, right. those, those type of situations, because, um, you know, there was zero entitlement. There was making sure that I got in at six or seven in the morning to get treatment before any of those guys got that got there that were 30 years old you know and it it certainly put me in a position to understand what it means to uh to a work in a locker room that it was as successful as that one at at, at the time Mm -hmm. and b make sure that i stayed humble i worked hard um and and gave everything that i could but I no longer was arriving for treatment at 8 a.m. I was making sure I was up at 6.30 to get there at 7. Right. <laughs> That's awesome, man. I, I guess, and you mentioned something, too. Your first, What was your first year in the league? What was your first year in MLS? Do you remember? Like, I, got drafted, I got drafted in 2009 to the Houston Dynamo. Okay, so you're talking about now about 10 years. 
not just in um, in MLS, but the American soccer in general, um, it has been uh, just a monumental level of growth. And um, I mean, what do you see that um, if there was the biggest change that you can you can mention that you've seen in the game here professionally, what do you think it might be or changes? I think that a lot of teams are um, trying to work from the grassroots up at a younger age within their club. Mm -hmm. Uh, And most importantly, some clubs do it much better than others, Mm -hmm. um, but they're believing in the development of the youth player and then allowing those youth players to express themselves, but also um, give them opportunities when earned. Right. uh, And, I think that's one of the biggest things that's changed in the landscape since I was in the league in 2009. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's certainly translated gradually. It was not an overnight thing. Right. Um, but, you know, when you look at how, you know, we operate here and the belief that we have in the young players and mm-hmm. the, the how, how good our academy coaching staff is, mm-hmm. um, structurally we've put ourselves in a position to be able to develop these young kids um, at a high level, mm-hmm. number one. And number two, um, again, they take the opportunities when they've been earned and they perform at a high level. Yeah, and man. so I would say from the grassroots up, it's changed. There's always room to grow mm-hmm. in anything. There, right. you know, There's still flaws and things that need to improve. Mm-hmm. Um, but how we operate here, I'm extremely, extremely proud of that process. And that's something that I think um, you know, a lot of teams are, are trying to to do well yeah and, and you mentioned the younger players something we've been talking about on this for you know almost every episode is this new lane that's been created uh for players that want to get exposed and, and having been part of an mls thing yourself it it seems like it can, you can easily get mired if you're a younger player trying to get playing time in philadelphia for example as opposed to finding a new lane in usl now that the infrastructure is starting to build up a little bit more um, I'm seeing that. I just saw a couple of days ago. Indianapolis is, is proposing a 20,000 seat stadium. You know, there's all of these new things happening. Um, obviously, we had Gomez here who went that route. Uh, a lot of reports about uh, 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 about other players here. Um, just a, a brief synopsis of how that's developing and do do teams work with each other? Um, I mean, obviously they don't work as far as players together, but I mean, is there a common goal of making sure that this USL option for younger players who are looking to get, who are looking to get some eyes on them to go to Europe, um, you know, how that's all developing? Because here it looks like it's 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 smashing right now. I mean, there's a lot of good things going on. Yeah, I think every player is unique and different. Mm-hmm. That their their pathway will be unique. Their pathway will be different. Right. But ultimately it becomes up to the player the player's family if they have an agent their agent right uh, to try to figure out what the best pathway is for the individual Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. um there are you know you use philly as an example right Right. they are a club in mls that Mm -hmm. um does a good job of developing talent and then selling the talent and also winning right right Um, there's other there's other teams in mls that uh are behind them that that don't operate that way right and Mm -hmm. so um i think every club has their own um you know kind of way to develop number one their own pathway to the first team Mm -hmm. um you know and as i reflect on how we operate here at this club i genuinely believe that these young 
kids when they come up and when they continue to develop and grow uh, under the, the, you know, the umbrella here, mm-hmm. um, I think it gives them a very good chance to ultimately get to where they want to go, yeah. wherever that may be. Some mm-hmm. may want to stay in Louisville their entire career. Some may want to go to Europe. Some right. may want to go to MLS. Right, but right, right. ultimately, it's is this environment um, the right one for the individual? And so I've certainly seen it change quite a bit over the years. I think we all can always look to do better, but it's grown in a, in a positive way, in a positive direction. And when you look at us at this club mm-hmm. uh, and how we operate from, you know, from the academy up, uh, it's something, and it'll come out in, in the press release that comes out on, on the academy player. It's something I'm extremely proud of because we have an alignment uh, from the academy through the, through the first team, one that we all believe in. That's awesome. Um, and and it's certainly something myself and my staff believe in. Right. It's, it's And it's so wonderful to see here. I mean, you know, when I first moved out here, obviously this was, well, back in 99 was the first time I moved out. I grew up, um, my hometown's Kearney, New Jersey. And, you know, there's been so much talent that's come out of that town. And, oh, yeah. you know, so you, you see, you know, that was the norm there, as opposed to someplace like here where it was all brand new eight years ago. I mean, it, there was there was nothing. <laughs> Yeah. And to see it to turn into what it's turned into and with the potential of it. And what I wanted to ask you was, what do you think um, What do you think USL in general looks like in, say, five to ten years? I mean, obviously, there's no way to put a finger on, on exactly. But what do you think the, the, the points are, uh, that are that are being emphasized in growth and what this league may look like, um, say, ten years from now? Yeah, I, I listen. I really believe that that you know the the league uh, has it's certainly grown leaps and bounds yeah, um, sure. over the years. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's going to continue to to uh, improve with the quality of um, players uh, that we you know that we're we're continuing to have in the league mm-hmm. uh, with the quality of of coaching and owners and and presidents. I I, I think it's it's going to continue to grow and it, and you know, over the next four to five years, I think it's going to play, you know, a, a massive role, uh, in, in the development of players in this country. Yeah. Um, and, and, the you know, and the, the growth of the, of the sport in this country, mm-hmm. I really believe that. And so, you know, I, I am fortunate enough, uh, enough to, to be the manager of, of the best club in the league, right. in my opinion, Absolutely. and work with, uh, the best people uh, in the league. Um, and so when I look at that and I look at, at where we are as a club, I think we're going to continue to grow, um, you know, at a, uh, at a, at a really, you know, tremendous rate. And, um, but the league is, you know, continuing to, to get better and better as, as the year goes on, it becomes more challenging and more challenging every single year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I've seen that, you know, even over the last three, every year it gets better and better. And right. um, I think that's going to continue. There's a flood of talent coming in. Uh, you're watching some of these teams grow and the work oh, yeah. that they're doing that, you know, with Ramos in, in Hartford, uh, Indies made some big moves this year. But that's one of the things I wanted to ask you about, too, is that there is the potential. Uh, I know it's been mentioned by Edwards of a, a U.S. USL League Cup. Right. And. The reason I want to ask you about this is that you already have to manage the regular season and you already have the U.S. Open and the potential of this being added on at some point in the future. Um, infrastructure-wise, uh, 
are USL teams ready for that? I mean, I mean, it seems like a lot to manage when some of these teams are still trying to get their academies going. And obviously you're not going to be playing first team guys every single game, every match all the time. You have to manage that. So I guess the question is, how do you manage that? And, you know, how, how, what does a, a, a league schedule with a U.S. Uh, with a USL league cup look like? How does, is that something you would be concerned about? Or what do you think about that? Oh, I think it's a good question. No, I would say it's certainly not something I would be concerned about, okay. uh, mostly mm-hmm. because it's not it's not something that I can control. Right, right. right. So good answer. Yeah, I hear that. Ultimately, mm-hmm. ultimately, though, if that um, you know if that were to happen, uh, then we would plan accordingly. I could tell you, you know, with my roster today, I feel comfortable that we'd be able to to manage something like that. Right. Um, and so, again, it's in in a scenario like that, it's. It's more games. It's more uh, opportunities for fans to get into stadiums. Uh, you know, it's it's more opportunities maybe to see teams that you might not usually see. Right. Uh, and I think that would be – I think that would be great. But ultimately, you know, again, I can't control it, but right, I would right. I would make sure that uh, I'm prepared for it whenever James or, or the league said to us, hey, listen, this is something we're doing. Right, right. And that's the other Anytime thing. Anytime I – Anytime I get to be on the field uh, and coaching, I'm I'm happy. So <laughs> That's the players awesome. might be a little bit sore, but I got to manage that. <laughs> and and the other thing too is you mentioned you touched on something too is that the schedule, the league schedule, um, playing every team in the league this year, which is the first time uh, with with the two divisions. Uh, that's pretty exciting too. That you you see the 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 league mature to that point. Um, that's got to be kind of fun. Ah, uh, yeah, I'm I'm. I am very excited about that. I think mm-hmm. it's going to be really good for the league. Um, you know, so how they've how they've put that together, um, I'm I'm really looking forward to it. And I think I do believe it's it's in the best interest of everybody to 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 have it the way that they have it this year. Right, right. Ideally, right. ideally, I don't have to go on the road to the West Coast for the first two weeks of the season, yeah. but I'll. Again, that's out of our control, and mm-hmm. so you take it, you try to prepare for it, and that's that's a big reason we chose to go to Seattle last weekend um, for the game. I wanted the players to get wow. used to a three-hour time change. Well, that and, makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's pretty cool. And, and yeah. so the um, you know, I, I'm not going to obviously you know predictions or anything like that, but this the squad has so much continuity. Um, I mean, I know that you know fans are are, are obviously really excited. Um, I'm assuming that the excitement level uh, in the locker room is pretty much the same. Yeah, I think, <laughs> you know, I was, uh, you know, my job at the end of the season is is not just to look at the results, but where can we improve? Where do we need to be better? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what, you know, why, why didn't we uh, finish the top, you know, the way we all hoped and, and wanted to and, and look at it critically. Right. Um, right. But, I also have to look back and, and reflect on the things we did well and why we did them well. And, um, you know, I, I came away from the season extremely proud of my group, uh, extremely proud of the work that they did and, and the results that they got. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a group that, that stuck together through thick and thin through the yeah. tough moments mm-hmm. um, and, and a few poor results there in the summer. Yeah. But when you look at it holistically from a statistical standpoint and, and from a, um, you know, a data standpoint, uh, it was an impressive group, and they did amazing yeah, they things. Did. They but, sure did. But but the the you know the the key now is to understand as a group, um, you know, we fell short, 
And so mm-hmm. we need to make sure that we, we remain humble and we come into this season as hungry as we did last year. Right, right, and right. And I, I know my group, and I've seen it already in preseason. Um, they are. They're hungry. They're awesome. motivated. Uh, awesome. And to your point, they, they're very familiar with one another, which yeah. for me puts us in a great position to be ready to go come, come first uh, game of the season. That's awesome. That is awesome. And I guess a couple more things, uh, but not terribly soccer related. Um, the, you know, the, the amount of traveling, the amount of work you put in um, has to be, the hours have to be insane. And it sounds like based on what you've talked about, your, your, your inner, inner circle, your family is very supportive and really helps you a lot. It was going to give you a chance to brag on them for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Listen, I, um, you know, my, my wife, uh, Brittany, uh, has supported me from, you know, my Houston days when I was playing, right. uh, until now, um, she is an unbelievable mother and, and an unbelievable wife. And, and I'm not able to, I certainly, you know, I said this to her at the end of the year, you know, when she said, uh, you know, I'm so proud of you. And I said, uh, no, I'm proud of you. And she's like, I didn't do anything. And I said, mm. the, you know, I said some cuss words. I said, right. the hell you didn't, you know, because um, the reality is, is without her and without right. my son, right. uh, I'm not sitting here today. And we certainly don't have the season that we had last year, right. um, you know, and so they uh, are a massive piece of, of what I do. They are motivating um, and they are supportive. And when we lose and I'm down, they're there to make my, I tell you what, it doesn't matter if I'm down after we lose, because when I see that smile on my son's face, right, exactly. um, you know, it reminds me uh, to keep going and keep pushing. And, um, you know, I appreciate you giving me a second to talk about them, oh, but yeah. they are, they are the light of my life. For yeah, sure. man. That is awesome. And the the only thing the other thing I was thinking about too was the one thing about this sport that I love is the the synergy between the players, the teams, and the community. Um, it's it's unlike any other sport, you know. I mean, I grew up like I said, having grown up in Jersey. You've got these NFL teams, you've got basketball teams, baseball teams, and they mean so much to the community. But there's you know they're surrounded by like six seven million people, so there's, yeah. it, it's not like here, and I was going to ask you if you wanted to, just to touch a little bit on, uh, you know, the, the fan base itself and, and, and your thoughts on maybe not so much, you know, what we'd like, what you'd like to see, but what they mean to you. No, I, I, yeah, I think when I, this is a place that people do not want to come and play against Louisville city. And it is not just because of the, uh, of the players on the field, but the atmosphere um, that is provided by our fans. And when you look at our record at home, well, since, you know, Lynn family's been open for the most part, and certainly in my time here as a head coach, the record it says a ton, right? right <laughs> I mean, right, right, right. Um, and, and, you know, I go back to, you can go back to last year in those, in the conference semifinal and final, right? Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, I think that is the epitome of we score the first goal against Pittsburgh, our first goal against Pittsburgh. And you just knew on the sideline that another one was going to come. Right. Because I say this a lot, and and I think a lot of fans understand this, but, you know, these players, 
it's natural for them to get tired. It's natural for yeah. them to get fatigued. Sure. But when you score a goal in the 81st minute and you're down a goal and you hear that crowd yeah. and you hear every time we get the ball and we start driving, go crazy. Mm -hmm. It gives them an extra burst of energy, yeah, yeah, you know? Yeah. And I think for me to, you know, there's a reason at the end of games, you know, we try to go around and make sure we're, we're, we're clapping to the fans. We, right. we are thankful for what we have here. We are thankful for the community that we have. And, um, and I think when you talk about their support, I think it's fair to say that, you know, if you don't have the amount of fans we had in that, in that stand against Pittsburgh, you know, we might not have been in, ending up uh, after Tampa hosting a Eastern conference trophy. Right. And, right. And I'm comfortable saying that because that kind of goes to how important the atmosphere and our fans are. Right, right. And and it's just we're we're kind of spoiled here. <laughs> I say this yeah. all the time, but it's 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 not when I say spoiled, not in the sense of um, you know entitlement. It's more of a sense of it's you know the effort that the players have put in over the last few years, all the years. You know, it, it's just it's created this aura of winning and success and just as a fan uh, i just wanted to thank you personally i know it was a weird situation you know when you started here and it's just like you just picked up a baton and just ran with it and, and it's become to, to see your stamp on this and to see how hard this team plays you know um you know it's you know really honored to have a guy like you at the head of this thing so i really as a per personally just want to thank you and i know you know the fan base I don't like to speak for anybody else, but you know, <laughs> they feel the same way, man. I, I really. Well, I, 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 I want you guys to know, like, even when you say that, mm -hmm. you know, those, those things for me, uh, they give me chills because at the end of the day, uh, I said it already on this interview, but, mm -hmm. um, I, I am the manager of the best club in the league with yeah, the man. best fans in the league. And it is something that I never, ever, uh, will take for granted. Right. And uh, I try to to give everything that I can to, to everybody. Um, and I am extremely thankful to be here and I will continue to be um, and, and give everything that I have for this club, for the mm -hmm. fans. Uh, mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm, I really appreciate those words. You know, I really do. Well, and the other thing is, is that, you know, when, when Louisville City has their first old-timers game, I'm going to gamble on your team. <laughs> to win. Uh, you could have you, you done that about 25 pounds ago and you would have been flying. I hear you, man. I hear you, man. Well, is there anything else that you want to share? No, I just would say, you know, the 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 preseason is is going really well but we are really excited to get back uh and and be in front of our fans and and hopefully continue to make you know yourself the fans and the community proud uh because that's what that's what we're about here uh awesome. and thankful for the support as always yeah man well well coach thank you so much for your time um looking forward to seeing the team we're all looking forward to getting back to and having a great time and, and seeing the team win again man really looking forward to it Appreciate that, brother. Thanks so much. Right. Coach Danny Cruz, thanks, bud. Thank you. Awesome, man. Really appreciate that so much. You got it. Anytime. Anytime you want me on, I'm happy to come on, Joe. All right, Coach. Thank you so much. Uh, in, in, enjoy the rest of the evening and let you go do your family thing. <laughs> <laughs> you got it. All right. Man. Good luck, you man. As well, all right. All right. Well, there you have it, folks. Another episode of the Center Forward Podcast is in the books. Episode 60. <laughs> That's awesome been a lot of fun hopefully you're enjoying it can't do this without joey cecil joey's been invaluable to all of this really appreciate his input he's such a great guy and a very very special thank you to danny cruz
coach of Louisville City, who was very kind to donate some time and, and uh, let us know how everything's going with him. Um, his future is so bright. Obviously, we want to keep him here. Uh, but wherever he goes, and I'm sure he's not going anywhere. I mean, gosh, I'm not saying anything bad's going to happen. <laughs> Start over. Well, there you have it, folks. Another episode of the Center Forward Podcast is in the books. Episode number 60. How about that? <laughs> We're still here. <laughs> ah, it's so awesome, man. And, and uh, can't do this without Joey Cecil. Absolutely can't do it without him. He has been invaluable. Really appreciate his contributions. And a very, very special thank you this week to Danny Cruz, coach of Louisville City. Um, he's been, <laughs> he's just been amazing. And um, so wonderful to have a, a guy so energetic and so positive uh, leading this team. Um, really looking forward to seeing what happens in the future. want to thank you. Uh, you guys are just wonderful. Thank you for listening. Thank you for the compliments, the comments. Uh, hopefully you've enjoyed the interviews. We're planning on doing some more. Um, and uh, it's good to hear from people, uh, to, to let you know what's going on with them and what's happening with the teams and, and everything around it. Um, we are on Podbean, iTunes, Amazon, and Spotify, as always. Please like, subscribe, and share. Share the love. All right, so heading back to Jersey uh, in a couple days for, for about th- two and a half weeks. So the next time you have a show, it's going to be the week after the opener. or the, Yeah, it's the week after the home opener. Gosh, it's going to be a while. Um, just I can't justify taking all this equipment with me. And, uh, you know, I'm going to be moving here and there, so I just can't do it. Um, so not a lot left to talk about because the season for Louisville City will have started already. Other than really looking forward to it. A- and... You know, hopefully you're doing well and hopefully, you know, you've worked out this and that, whatever it is pertaining to other issues in the past. And if you're going to be there, hope you enjoy it. Um, and the reason I'm really looking forward to it is because I get to see my friends again, you know, and I get to hang out with folks and have a good time. And I'm 100% focused on just having a good time. That's all I'm focused on. I'm not focused on anything else. And, um, you know, because there's others out there right now that are really struggling. Uh, some people who, who've lost the, uh, loved ones, um, people who have been separated from their, for their spouses because of issues and health, people who are dealing with losing their parents. It's just it's so awful. It's so sad. It's just life, right? It's just, sometimes it's just really, really, really hard to roll with, man. That's why I always say, please, please be available for others. Be kind. You don't know what somebody else is going through. It's so hard sometimes. Especially to people that you care about. You don't want to see people suffer. Jeez. So all you can do is just be a loving, kind, decent person. And that's what, you know, <laughs> I fall short every day, but I try. <laughs> Hopefully you're trying too. I do know this. I love you. I really do. If you're listening to this and you're taking time out of your day to be entertained or informed by this, um, I'm very thankful that you've chosen to do that. And hopefully as the, the months and years go on, we'll keep doing it. And, you know, who knows? Maybe someday uh, you'll be on. You're always welcome. This is uh, it's pretty amazing. So I get to hang with my family for a couple weeks and reconnect with folks 
I desperately need that in my life, especially with so much uncertainty. Um, so hopefully you're reaching out too to if there's any issues in your life that you're reaching out to either your loved ones to get that worked out. I'm here for you if you ever need anyone. Love you, man. Joseph Valla, host of the Center Forward Podcast. Next time we see you, we'll have uh, some home games and some or home game and a couple of away games in the books, and we'll talk about it. Until then, please, please, be kind, listen to others, be loving. Jeez, we need it. Thanks, y'all. See you soon.